0: In 1993, American television was forever changed when a floating head in a tube chose five teenagers with attitude to protect Earth from alien monsters. Twenty years later, it is still one of the most popular franchises on television. Charlie's Geek Cast presents...
1: Contact the Power Rangers at at once.
0: Everybody, and welcome to Charlie's Geek Cast, the show about Power Rangers apparently. My name is Charlie Niemeyer and I am joined by my special guest, the one of the co-hosts of the Noob 52 podcast, Daoud Fakirin. Hi. Yay. Hey. Um, <laughs> this is going to be fun. Okay, b- behind the scene, just to peel back the curtain a little bit, folks. Uh, due to my incompetence, this is our third time recording this, so this is going to be fun. Daoud, <laughs> why don't you tell the folks how you got into Power Rangers? Uh, well, I started,
1: uh, uh, you want to tell them I'm six again?
0: Yeah, uh, Daoud is really young. Um, basically, I, compared to me, he he's like six years old. <laughs> he's just about able to drink legally
1: now. That part's true, yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, I started with Zio in kindergarten. <laughs> well, was, uh, after, after school, like, uh, I was like, oh, hey, bright colors and robots and superheroes. And I uh, kept watching it because uh, I didn't have much of the backstory. Uh, not that it really mattered. I was sort of lost, but I just went along with it. Uh learned who Zordon was, learn how Tommy was, more importantly, learned who uh Adam was. Mm-hmm. And never stopped. Cool. Yeah, Zordon's not hard to figure out.
0: He's just a big floaty head and a big tube.
1: Yeah, the fact that he, you know, lost a war and he's inside of a time warp, that's that's a little hard to figure out. Yeah, well,
0: yeah. <laughs> um all right, well we're going to start this this episode starting with Power Rangers Zeo, the first series after Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Z- Now, when we last left our heroes, their command center had just been destroyed. And the Zeo Crystal, which they had gone on a quest to retrieve, had been stolen by Rito and Goldar. But that didn't la- that didn't last too long. Basically, what happened after that is, the- after the explosion, the rangers went and searched the wreckage and found the Zeo Crystal, which had apparently been dropped by the two villains. Uh, we find out later Rito and Goldar have amnesia and e- end up hanging out with... Uh, Bulk and Skull for a while is basically their servants because they've really got nothing else better to do apparently Um, meanwhile the rangers do find the zeo crystal in the wreckage and with it they fall to the underground power chamber which will be their new base of operations and where Zordon and Alpha 5 retreated during the explosion and outside the command center actually, I'm guessing magically rebuilds itself as if it had never been destroyed Meanwhile, on the moon, while celebrating the defeat of the Rangers, Zed's palace is attacked by the Machine Empire, who wants to take over the Earth as well, causing Zed, Rita, and the rest to evacuate and head for the M51 galaxy to live with Master Vile. Using the power of the Zeo Crystal, Tommy Cat, Rocky, Tanya, and Adam became Zeo Rangers because Billy didn't have a part of the crystal and he just became kind of a, a secondary alpha, kind of helped make the Zords and stuff. Uh, and they f- go up against King Mondo and his machine empire. Uh, after about mm, halfway through the series, uh, Mondo's plan to divide and conquer was working and the and the rangers were losing. And they needed help from the gold ranger, Trey, who travels to planets where evil needs to be defeated. Trey is from the planet Triforia and is basically three guys in one. Uh, he's like a triplicate and when he morphs he becomes one guy but he gets injured and needs to recover so with the golden power in danger of being lost they were given to the former red ranger jason who came back to join the team as the sixth zeo ranger and he held on to them until trey had recovered which was just in time because the power was getting to be too much for jason to contain Shortly after Trey reclaimed his powers, Rita and Zed returned, and they blew up the Machine Empire's leaders, ending the threat they posed to Earth. And that kind of leads to where we are in the next series, which we'll get to in a minute. Now, Power Rangers Zeo ran for 50 episodes, uh, from April 20th, 1996 to November 27th, 1996, and was adapted from the Japanese series...
1: Choriki Sentai Oranger.
0: hmm we're going to have Dawood say the names of all the series because he's better at speaking uh, or at least reading Japanese than I am. Um, okay, what was your favorite part of Zio? I
1: don't know The Zio Battlesword.
0: Oh, right. The ba- yes, the Zeo Battlesword.
1: I can't remember. I remembered. Oh, uh, yeah. Zeo Battlesword. <laughs> it's a giant. <laughs> We've only done this twice, so... <laughs> Yeah, um it's a, it's a it's a giant uh boxing uh gun harmed mind-controlled robot with was controlled by Tommy. So win
0: all around. Plus it got to combine with this mega with the Zeo Megazord to become the Super Zio Megazord.
1: Yeah, and the Super Zeo Ultra Zord, which uh d- did not need to have the Zio Zord inside of it because all they did is really just they're just wet inside for storage. Well no
0: that was the that was part of the Zeo Ultra Zord. The, the Super Zeo Megazord was just oh, no, the no, no, regular no, no, no. Megazord I, I, and the... I said the Ultra Zord. Oh you said Ultra Zord, I'm sorry. They yeah, yeah. Yeah, did like the Ultra the, part. Yeah,
1: <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the Warrior mode there is no need for the regular Zeozords. It's really just Pyramidus with the Battle Zord on its shoulders. Yeah, there's no reason. Um, yes, tra- uh, the Gold
0: Ranger does have his own zord the, uh, called Pyramidus, uh, which is basically a giant flying pyramid, as you would guess from the name, and it does transform into a giant brick of a robot mm-hmm. that uh, doesn't do a whole lot except shoot lasers. So, yeah. Um, and to become the Ultra Zord, basically the other Zeo Zords just kind of packed up into the back of it, so they were kind of pointless. But, you know, it was kind of cool to have a Zeo Ultra Zord. Um, what's your least favorite part
1: of Pot Ranger Zeo? The way that Billy was treated about this entire season. Yes. I get not making him a Ranger at first, but was there really any in-story region besides that stupid negative energy from the explosion? Uh, to not make him the, the gold ranger instead of Jason uh just that negative energy yeah
0: uh, they ha- he they tried to pass the powers to him and he just couldn't accept them yeah.
1: uh
0: but yeah um billy was actually uh, at the at first when the Zio, when the gold ranger was uh, basically unknown and still a mystery, there was a lot of, her- of red herrings thrown out that Billy was the Gold Ranger because he was disappearing whenever the Gold Ranger showed up and without really being able to say where he was. Um, you said there's a theory about that.
1: Yeah, there's uh, one theory is that he was working on the Turbo Powers and if he hadn't left the show he would have actually made them in the movie, in the Turbo movie. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um but yeah. So yeah, but he
0: kept disappearing and that's when the Gold Ranger would show up but it turns out it wasn't him as we just said. Um my favorite part of the series just had to be the fact that it was kind of a I think you called it last time a regeneration. Yeah. Um basically after 3 years of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, uh it was nice to finally get some new powers and some new uniforms. Uh, Not that I have any problem with the original Power Rangers costumes, but by the third season when basically they were calling upon new animals, um, the fact that they were still looking like Mm -hmm. a a saber-toothed tiger and a triceratops and a tyrannosaurus and stuff just was getting kind of pointless. So it was cool to finally have these new powers... Um, the, my least favorite part beyond Billy was probably, probably would be Billy, the way he ended up having to leave the show. He was having, they they kind of had him set up in like two or three different times to leave kind of heroically and on good terms. And he didn't leave. <laughs> he kept coming back till we got to the, near the end of the series and, uh, the guy that plays him, David Yost, just basically walked walked off the set. Um, so they had to come up with this aging thing. Uh, and then when Billy is cured, he's just barely seen on the viewing monitor. Um, they kind of blur his mouth and have someone that doesn't sound very much like him dub in and say bye because he's going to Aquitar again. So, yeah. That was kind of sucky. And Billy, has, of course, has not come back to the series. Although David Yost has come back to the joy of lots of people. Um, But Billy has not returned to the series. He will not be part of the big legendary team-up thing coming up. Uh, So that's basically the last you see of him, and it's just a kind of crappy way to go.
1: Yeah.
0: I also did not like the way that Kimberly broke up with Tommy using a letter.
1: Yeah, heartbreaking for a four-year-old, by the way. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. But yeah, that was uh that was rough. Well, let's get into the notes real quick. Uh as far as VHS or D V D releases that I've found on this little list, um ZioQuest the first two parts of the uh series or the first two episodes was on video, as well as the episode or as well as a is one called It Came from Angel Grove. Which was kind of a horror thing, but uh, it, apparently it just yeah it just had that one up ep- the D- the VHS just had that one episode, and then there was also a season to remember, which was the Christmas special, which was also apparently put out on VHS. As far as DVDs, uh, it was released as a complete season in Europe, and technically. Well, for the, technically it has been released in the States, um, but so far it really has only been released as part of a large multi-season set that was put together from Shout Factory through Time Life, which uh, went from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers all the way through to Power Rangers Lost Galaxy Uh, it has not been released as a single season set yet although that's coming because they've just recently released or they're just about to release the final season of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and of course when that starts coming out they've also I believe got pre-orders at shoutfactory.com for the box set that contains Zeo to Lost Galaxy so it's coming it's just not quite here yet Okay, some cool fun facts. Power Ranger Zeo was the first series to be part of the Ra- annual Ranger suit change to match the annual change of the Super Sentai series. Uh, it's the first season to not fe- feature Billy in every single episode. And, of course, was also the last season to feature him. This is the first series to end with the powers and arsenal completely intact. Neither the Zords, nor the weapons nor the base powers themselves were ever destroyed. As it stands, Zio is the only season so far to hold this distinction, as every other season features at least part of the arsenal being destroyed, either weapons or Zords, or the team retiring at the conclusion of the season. It's the first season to have a ranger, the Gold Ranger, keep his identity from the audience for more than a single episode, and it's the first season to feature a ranger whose identity was not known to Zordon.
1: Not counting all the
0: ones who appeared after he died. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that'd be silly. It's first; per- it's the first season to have a person who had formerly retired from the team come back full-time, as opposed to just a cameo guest appearance. Uh, the only other time that's happened so far was when Tommy came back for Dino Thunder. Uh, almost ten years later. Uh, this was the first series to feature an appearance by at least one ranger from the previous incarnations. Um, which would be, of course, part of the Ranger of Two Worlds, which was the Power Ranger team-up. Oh, and other various appearances by an Aquitian Ranger. Uh, This was the first of two Power Ranger series to use footage from the Sentai team-up movies for the team-up. In this case, uh, the team-up footage from Kaku Ranger versus O-Ranger was used when they did the Ranger of Two Worlds two-parter. Uh, international airings of the series in America and Canada used an alternate logo in the intro that simply read Zeo Rangers, although it did use the same kind of style and had the five shapes. It's the only season to have a title with a word that is entirely made up, with that word being Zeo. Uh, it's the first season where the songs from the, M- from the Mighty Morphin series uh, were completely instrumental which would continue on in turbo as well. Now, basically, a lot of it was similar music. Uh, they just took out the words.
1: Yeah, to be honest, that uh, yeah, kind of, in my opinion, it actually worked better for the scoring thing, because honestly, when our uh, Tommy was just fighting Megazord and they started playing White Ranger uh, Tiger Power, that, that it just it was kind of ignored the back that they singing over the scene. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I I thought it kind of was cool to have it that way, but yeah, I can see your point. Uh, Either way. Uh, episode 45, Another Song and Dance, was the 200th episode of Power
1: Rangers. Uh, and it, it, it celebrated by having Tommy and Tanya sing throughout the entire episode.
0: Yes, which apparently was fun to film. Uh, they don't sound terrible. In fact, I think Tanya was a, has a singing background. But, uh... Yeah, it was it was very an inter- it was a very interesting episode, especially when they had to morph. <laughs> um, and this season, plus the first two seasons of Mighty Morphin, are the only three Power Rangers seasons where the episode counts exceed the episode counts of their Sentai counterparts. As out as Outranger, O Ranger O-Ranger only had forty-eight episodes, and CO has fifty. So that was pretty cool uh, i'm going to go out on the limb and say most of that is due to the uh, Rangers of Two Worlds because the team up movie wouldn't have counted as part of the uh, episode count
1: okay. uh,
0: but of course they didn't they also didn't uh, you know uh, bring over every episode so uh, you know and since i've only seen a very few episodes of o Ranger, I couldn't tell you exactly what was missing. But well, that's it for Zero. Did you have any other notes you wanted to mention? Yeah, I know this yeah. was your first series.
1: Yeah, there was one. This is last season. Uh, this is a good book to mention. Uh, Brian Cranston, who most people know is either Hal from *Knock in the Middle or know, more recently Walter White from *Breaking Bad. Uh, he was actually, before he you know, got really big, he uh, did some voice acting, including on Power Rangers. Uh, his two... Two, uh, what are they called? Uh, two mo- he voiced two different monsters. They were uh, Nizard and Twin Man. But uh, Is that allowed? What, two, voicing two monsters? Yeah. This shouldn't be allowed. The voice, that, yeah, the vo- the voice over uh, actors, this entire show, they, were, they came back at least a handful of times uh, every single season. Oh, yeah. small pool of them now. Yeah. For example, the original announcer Dave Mallow, was also um, Babu. Which one is which one is the tall one? Guitardo. No, <laughs> which one is the tall one? of Squat and Babu. Oh,
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you said the guitar <laughs> one. Um, they, uh, I believe Babu was the tall one because Squat okay. would have been Squat.
1: Yeah, yeah. Babu was voiced by the uh, was all, was voiced by the announcer who you know said like next time I'm powering you. Really? That was the same guy, <laughs> huh? I didn't realize it. Yeah, and Leah uh, was also Prince Rocket, huh? Yep. And anyways, back to uh, the reason why I brought Brian Cranston is, uh, his name was actually the uh, the basis for Billy's name. Uh, Billy, Bla- Billy got Brian's last name, Billy Cranston, and Brian Cranston.
0: Ah, uh, see? Look at that. You learn something new every day. Uh, let's see. Uh, so if we move right along, next up is Power Rangers Turbo. This series started with a movie, a Turbo a Power Rangers movie, uh, in which the former Zeo Rangers are joined by Justin, a 12-year-old new Blue Ranger who replaces an injured Rocky, in the quest to stop Divatox, a barbaric but beautiful space pirate with exquisite cleavage, from unleashing the evil of her demonic fiancée Malagor upon the universe. Apparently the power of the Zeo Crystal and the Zeo Zords are not strong enough, even though they're the most powerful uh, you know, force of power in the universe um so Zordon Alpha and the Rangers create the new Turbo Powers which also give the Rangers new Turbo Zords and then the show basically or the movie basically led into the new series the movie also features cameos by not really cameos features uh the return of Kimberly and Jason again um so they were kind of cool to have back uh and then, they went into the full series, uh, which was 45 episodes long, aired from April 19th, 1997 to November 24th, 1997, and was adapted from the Sentai series... Gekisou Sentai There you go. Now, after the event, the defeat of Malagor, the older Turbo Rangers graduated from high school and resumed their normal lives but are attacked once again by the vengeful Diva Tox, who strangely looks different, and her forces with an endless supply of detonators and monsters that threaten the citizens of Angel Grove. Uh, That basically is kind of the storyline for the first half of the series, almost. Uh, A new twist on the story involves Zordon and Alpha 5 returning to Zordon's home planet of Eltar, and thereby relinquishing the the mentorship of the rangers to the spectral Demetria of Inquirus uh, who speaks only in questions, at least for the first part of the series, and who is suggested to be Divatox's long-lost twin sister. And, of course, the street-talking Alpha Six, who replaces, who instead of saying, I, I, I all the time, says, yo-yo-yo, which got annoying after, like, the first time. Actually, halfway through the first time he said it. Um... The Rangers are then joined by Blue Centurion, an intergalactic police robot who brings with him the Millennium Message, a pivotal story arc which foretells the later events of Power Rangers in space. The four older Turbo Rangers are then retired from duty, passing the torch to four new Rangers, TJ, Carlos, Ashley, and Cassie, while Justin remains as the Blue Turbo Ranger. The mysterious Phantom Ranger, whose identity is never revealed and whose powers originate from Eltar, home of Zordon, arrives on an Earth in the nick of time. Divatox's brother, General Havoc, arrives, bringing with him a new space base for his sister and a Metal... Or, Metallosaurus sword. I can't say... It the, uh, the Metallosaurus Zord, which steals the Turbo Megazord and is unforgiven, too. Get it? Un- Metallica... Metallosaurus... Never mind.
1: I don't know anything about Metallica, Charlie.
0: Ah, I forget. You're seven. Okay, the (laughs) Phantom, who becomes Cassie's love interest, gives Turbo Rangers new Rescue Zords, and the Rangers later manage to retrieve the Turbo Zords as well, giving them two uh, Megazords. For, I guess, again... It's actually been a recurring theme the last few years. Uh, however, at the end of the series brings tragedy and devastation as the rescue megazord is self-destructed on TJ's command in a failed attempt to def- destroy the monster Goldgoyle. The turbo megazord is in turn destroyed by him, the Goldgoyle, and the turbo ram, which is basically a combination of all their weapons, um, is rocketed into Goldgoyle's mouth, which finally destroys him, uh, but basically leaves the Rangers zordless and somewhat weaponless. Uh, Demetria and Blue Centurion leave for the planet Eltar, which has fallen to evil forces, and alone, the rangers then find their power chamber under attack by Divatox's forces, who are un- who are able to... Oh, wait alone, the rangers then find their power chamber under attack by Divatox's forces, and are unable to prevent their base from utterly being destroyed. Right before Divatox is summoned by a messenger from Dark Spectre, who apparently has captured Zordon, to leave Earth for the Sumerian planet. The rangers are left with no choice but to follow in hot pursuit in an Asada's space shuttle, except for Justin, who chooses to remain on Earth with his dad. And this leads directly into the next season of Power Rangers. Huh. So, what would you think of it? Ours. You... Yeah. Hey. <laughs> What's your favorite part? Algar. Okay. Elgar, who um, I believe we mentioned (laughs) before. Um, They had to change his face for the Power Rangers version. Um, Part of the reason I've heard is that um, uh, he was kind of considered too scary for American kids. But also because he's a more lighthearted and jokey character in the American version. And the face he had from the Japanese version was really... Harsh and kind of spooky, so they kind of were giving him, making him look a little more lighthearted, which makes sense. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, what's your least favorite part?
1: Oh, uh, where to start? Uh, basically, <laughs> at the beginning. Okay. All right, let's start at the beginning. Let's say Malagor then. Ah, <laughs> uh,
0: not a fan uh, of Malagor.
1: No, it's. It wasn't... He's supposed to be a lava monster. He was moving around like... Uh, it was an obvious suit. Well, yeah, it's Power Rangers. Well, no, no, I... have seen that. the show. I realize that. I'm just saying, like, this thing should not move around, uh, like, so, so there's so obviously a suit. Right? Like, make him move around a little bit less. He's a lava monster. He can be slow-moving. Okay. Yeah. Um. Other than that, uh, well, you know what? There's a lot of... long this particular series... Uh, this sort of started a trend where the comedic series were, de- tried. they tried to turn them sort of serious. Uh, this time it didn't pull off that well. But, mm-hmm. uh, uh, uh it, was, it was funny, don't get me wrong, actually, uh, when I was watching, uh, my, <laughs> one of my favorite episodes was the episode where Diva Talk loses her memory, and, and, I uh, ended up working at a pizza place and Porto turns the mascot into a monster who mind controls Lightning Cruiser and, uh Mountain Blaster and Lightning Cruiser. Uh, I think that's their names. Oh, yeah, yes. Storm Blaster and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Easy for you to say. Yeah. Lightning Cruiser and uh, Storm oh. Blaster. Yeah, there they are. Yeah. Light cruiser in and Stormblaster uh, by attaching pizzas to their to their rims, and then Blue Centurion breaks them with his mind control by showing them a red light. Does that mean stop? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Plus, you know the Rangers get baked into a pizza. Oh uh, yeah, that too. Yeah, with that. <laughs> so yeah, um. All right, my favorite would have to be just um would have to be when the series started because it seemed like another a refresh another uh what, what do you want to call it, regeneration almost i mean it wasn't as huge as it was for when they did it for zeo but it was like a breath of fresh air things have been getting steadily more serious in the world of power rangers other than the bulk and skull stuff um basically since season two and have been getting more and more serious and dangerous and Almost darker, especially with, when we were with Zio, because uh, they got a little more serious. And not that that's a bad thing, because um, the humor kind of ran out pretty quick. But when it first started, and the fact that it had a movie to kick it off, it was really cool. Um, however, what I didn't like uh, was the treatment of Bulk and Skull. Now, Balkan Skull has never really been my utmost favorite thing about Power Rangers. I know some people will be mad at me for saying that, but they have their place, but it was a lot of the times it was uh, almost uh, kind of pointless humor that kept getting in the way of the main story, and it was kind of annoying a lot of times. Um, but this time, uh, granted, part of it was because they were being, they were supposed to be filming a pilot for a series a spinoff show but basically they spent the first half of the season as monkeys then they spent a couple of episodes invisible and then when they came back they kept having to um you know they they were they just weren't the same anymore they were not funny uh yeah it was just yeah it just wasn't the same, but because by the time they came back in their human forms, the the behind the scenes, the writers and stuff had all tr- changed and transferred. So, um, there they were people that weren't as used to their characters and just didn't know how to write them as well. Um, that's mine. Um, let me see looking at some of the notes for this series uh, as far as dvd releases uh this is similar to zio uh, it is part of that large uh uh box set but it technically hasn't been released yet so it's technically not out on dvd uh the movie is you can get that for about 5 bucks at your local walmart um
1: the Thank entire
0: you. what I found just walking through Target. Or Target, yes. Um, And Power Rangers Turbo, uh, the complete season, has been released in Europe. Now, as far as notes, uh, this is the only Power Rangers series to feature a child who could morph into a ranger. uh, Which was actually kind of... Well, at first was cool, but got annoying. Uh, Justin was a fan of the series. (laughs) Or the kid that played Justin had been a fan of the series. Uh, So he got to actually... Live the dream of becoming a kid who became pow- who became a Power Ranger, similar to uh, DC's Captain Marvel. Uh Yeah. Who, uh, of course, instead of saying just Shazam, he had to say Shift into Turbo. But other than that, you know, similar. Um. It's the first season to be themed after automobiles, which Dode loves so much. Uh, it's the first season where an actor playing the villain is included in the opening credits, because it's the first time. Well, I guess. Uh, they never did that for Rita, did they?
1: No, she wasn't actually on camera. So thanks. She just voiced over. Well, yeah, but there was an a- uh, uh, after those. Yeah, but they, the didn't the the, they didn't want to give away the illusion. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But, um, yeah, okay. So, uh, like some reason, Power Rangers... Oh, and we should also mention that two different actresses played Diva Talks. Um, Hillary Shepard played Diva Talks in the movie then found out she was pregnant. So they brought in another actress whose name escaped me at the moment. I think
1: it was Catherine Hoyt.
0: Yes, Catherine Hoyt, who played Diva Tox basically from the first episode up to that pizza episode. And then after that, Hillary Shepard came back. And I mentioned something about Diva Tox's cleavage. I only mentioned that because in the movie, uh, Diva Tox's costume was a little more revealing to actually show it was a lot more low-cut, and when they brought her, her over to the series, they kind of fixed it up so it wasn't as revealing. That's it. It's not like she was naked. Uh, it's just she had cleavage, and then they took it away,
1: basically. Oh, uh, I just looked at it. Uh, I, okay, you got the, the actress last name correct. It was like Carol Hoyt. Thank you, Carol Hoyt,
0: which yeah. probably was listed above these notes, and I couldn't be bothered to scroll. Yep, 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 right there. Uh, that's what I do. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's why I said she looked a little different when they got to the sh- the series. Um, um, this season had at least two examples of episodes, titles that were humorous and comedic puns to popular culture, such as the two-parter Honey, I Shrunk the Rangers, and, which of course is in reference to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and Clash of the Megazords, which is of course in reference to Clash of the Titans. It's the first series to use a cold open, which means it had some episode footage before they would put on the opening, uh, and they would do this basically all the way up until uh, through Time Force and then again in Samurai. Uh, Power Rangers Turbo is currently the only season where the Rangers are defeated at the end of the show. The Ranger teams of all the other seasons came out victorious, though this leads into the adventure, events of In Space, which ends with them. Spoilers, winning. Um, this season is also the first to use footage of the Sentai that will be adapted into the following season. Uh, basically, they used it for the shuttle launch at the end of the last episode. Uh, this would not happen again until Megaforce, mostly because they weren't far enough ahead to actually have footage from the next year's Sentai. But that's it for Turbo. You got anything else on that one?
1: Not much, no. Uh, I actually like the suits and the, and the whole... I like the car motif. It's just the fact that, you know, um, Zordon coming up with this, I think he just, you know, because the Ghost guy already existed, and Varigo, and, uh, a little wizard, had a key of his own, I think Zordon, was, or whoever designed these, were just like, okay, we're making keys. What... It's what kind of powers can make with keys? Oh, how about cars? I well, just, yeah, like, yeah. It feels like it came out of nowhere. I mean, the other like vehicle-based uh, ranger teams, they have some. They're, if they're they're sort of human, their powers are created by humans. So vehicles made from Zord or Zord made from vehicles is not that far of a stretch, but if these powers are Altarian in origin, which we found out towards the end of the season, they actually came from Altar, that doesn't really make sense. Except unless they had to make these powers to fit the ghost going, which is already there. That's the only explanation.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you bring think, up a good point. Yeah. I really don't have a response to that. Yeah, it just, yeah. Was, uh, just didn't work very well. Yeah. Um... Next up, Power Rangers in Space. This, uh, this series ran for 43 episodes, from February 6th, 1998 to November 21st, 1998, and was adapted from the Japanese series... Genji There you go, buddy. Um, now, Power Ranger... Now, before we get into the actual series itself, um, th- this was a... There was some behind-the-scenes stuff to note about this series before we get into it. Uh, first of all, um, Turbo had been a struggle uh, because they were trying to adapt a funny sen- a funny Sentai into a serious Power Ranger show. So uh, it was kind of, not a huge failure, but uh, a failure. Uh, so they didn't have as much money to use for this series. Second, um, due to de- miscommunication between Toei and Saban, it looked like the... Mega Ranger series, based on preliminary sketches, um, was going to be uh, a space-themed, due to the fact that there was preliminary sketches of uh, the Mega Rangers riding surfboards in outer space, and swords that uh, went from spaceship to giant robot. So, as such, they based that this was going to be Power Rangers in space. However, it turned out that Mega Ranger was basically a video game and electronic gadget-themed. Granted, there was some space stuff, but most of it you know, was still on Earth, so they had to work around that. Also, thanks to the failures of Turbo, this was originally going to be the final season of the series, so everything comes to a conclusion here, and for better or for worse, uh, it's only because of the po- uh, popularity of the final episode, uh, or by the end of the... F- Series that Power Rangers got to continue. So this se- this basically is the ser- is a is one of the series that saves Power Rangers. There are two team up episodes uh, due to the fact that this was supposed to be the final episode. A uh, couple of team up episodes brought back uh, Justin and Adam, who not only came back to as guests but also both got to morph. Uh, Blake became, of course, or Blake Justin became the blue Power Blue Turbo Ranger, and Adam uh, used his Busted Power Morpher and Coin to become the Black Mighty Morphin Power Ranger one more time. Uh, The Phantom Ranger does carry over into this series. I mean, he's not on for a lot of it, but he is on for a multi-episode arc. I guess that's really all the notes you need to know before we go into the series. Yeah. Um, uh, It also does feature uh, a lot of the villains returning. Uh, uh, Rita and Zed show up a few times. Uh, Diva Talks has numerous uh, appearances, uh, even Goldar shows up and there's, and you constantly see, uh, some putties or at least the Z putties, uh, some tangas, uh, Mondo and Machina come back and you see their cogs, um, and of course, Diva talks with the piranatrons. So yeah, this is really a, uh, bring everything to a head here. Uh, the synopsis for this series After being defeated by Divatox, the Turbo Rangers leave for space in search of their old mentor, Zordon. Which is interesting, because Justin's the only one that actually spent any time under the tutelage of Zordon, and even that was only for just a very little bit. But in any event, they come across the new Red Ranger, Andros, uh, who is from the planet KO-35. Who initially doesn't trust them, but after they help him out in battle and help save his Astro Megaship... Uh, he awards them with all new astromorphers, allowing them to transform into the new Space Rangers.
1: Yeah, um, KL-35 stands for Korovan Outpost 35. It's, uh, Andros the Great
0: Yes, Andros is an alien. Also, we should point out, um, that due to a little bit of apparently some very far ahead planning by Zordon and some luck, the space shuttle that, um, the Ranger, the Turbo Rangers use to go into space just happens to be able to combine with Andros's Astro Mega Ship to form the Astro Megazord. Basically the Mega Ship becomes the whole body and the shuttle becomes the head. Uh it's kind of uh good planning on Zordon's part. I don't know exactly how, but yeah, it ends up working out for them. Any event um He gives the other rangers their astromorphers, allowing them to transform into the new Space Rangers. With the the aid of allies new and old, such as the Silver Space Ranger Zane and the Phantom Ranger, they face the mysterious Dark Spectre, apparently a a distant relative of Malagor, uh, and his herald of evil Astronoma, and Astronoma's loyal general and adopted father Ecliptor, and of course, the homicidal Psycho Rangers. For the bulk of the series, the plot involves the Space Rangers trying to find Zordon, who's being prepared for death at the hands of Dark Spectre, so that the monster could absorb uh, Zordon's powers into his own body. To keep the Rangers from doing this, Astronema and Ecliptor launch several attacks on Earth to keep the Rangers busy saving the planet instead of traveling to alien worlds. This also helps to save on budget. Uh, The arrival of the Psycho Rangers came on the heels of Andros discovering the truth about Astronema turns out she was Korone, his ac- his sister. It takes time for her to come to grips with this, but she proves to the rangers who she really is by turning against Dark Spectre and rejoining her brother. The remaining rangers realize that they were wrong about her and accept her, but unfortunately this does not last, as the arrival of the sadistic Darkonda results in Astronoma being re-brainwashed and Ecliptor being defiled when Darkonda, who has multiple lives, forcibly giving to a cybernetic implants to remove any trace of good within him. Yeah. This culminates in the eight-episode Psycho Ranger Sago when Astronomer releases five evil, insane, cybernetic rangers on Earth to hunt down and kill the Space Rangers, and it should be noted that the Psycho Rangers uh, cannot, not only basically know what the Power Rangers are thinking and what they want to, what they will do, but they're also stronger and faster than the Power Rangers so yeah that's kind of cool in the final episode or the final two part episode of the series Countdown to Destruction everything comes full circle when Dark Spectre attacks the Earth and all remaining strongholds of good in the universe while absorbing Zordon's life into his own at long last the Space Rangers the Alien Rangers the Phantom Ranger the Blue Centurion, the Gold Zeo Ranger and the KO-35 Rebels fight hard but they are outnumbered and outgunned The Space Rangers, having lost two out of four Megazords, fight hard to defend the Earth, but even with weapons such as the Battleizer, they are overwhelmed and forced to regroup. Dark Condit decides he's done with being an underling and destroys Dark Spectre with a weapon meant for Earth, but he gets killed as well. Astronema is now the queen of evil now that Dark Spectre is gone, much to Divatox's chagrin, and Andros, in a last-ditch effort, goes to the Dark Fortress to try to turn her back to good. As the five remaining Space Rangers fight on Earth, Andros finds Zordon in the fortress No longer in danger of losing his power Zordon tells Andros to shatter his energy tube Allowing his energy to wipe out the forces of evil Or, or at least those allied with Dark Spectre and he, But he would perish in the process But Before Andros can do this Astronema attacks him And Andros is unable to hurt her And gets beaten badly in the process She's about to kill her own brother But Andros deflects her fire back at her Which basically kills her uh, Ecliptor comes in and sees what has happened and his caring for astronomer returns. He then fights Andros, with Andros winning, but then the unthinkable happens. It gets to the point where Andros has no choice but to de- detonate the tube containing Zordon, even though he doesn't want to. Andros shatters the tube, allowing Zordon's essence to expand throughout the universe. All of the known villains in the Power Ranger universe are obliterated, pretty much. Uh, Lord Zed and Rita become human, and Divatox also changes back to her human form uh, basically looking a lot like Demetria. And she's no longer evil as well. Uh, The dark fortress fortress touches down on Earth and Andros with his sister's lifeless body in his arms emerges, emerges. And as he cries for her, his tears somehow make her come back to life and the rangers are overjoyed and evil has finally been defeated. The end. And
1: what now? Out of all of that, <laughs> what's your favorite part? Uh, the finale, hands hand down. All uh, right. Everything. All right, and your least favorite part? Uh, there had to be one. Uh, the how like, creepy the Psycho Rangers were. You didn't like that? Well, no, I mean like. Well, I they, guess you they... were. Seven. As a little, as a little kid, it was weird. It
0: was scary. <laughs> yeah, as a teenager, it was kind of cool. But <laughs> um, well, we we won't get into the age difference.
1: Um, no, it was just like this series was just so good. you got, you have to find you have to be really nitpicky to find something bad about it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, my favorite would also have to be the countdown to destruction. I thought that was a, the the finale was really cool. And my least favorite part. Uh, is actually the fact that they teamed up with the, with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Nice. Ah, okay. uh, yes. At, at about the same time, uh, folks, uh, I should point out that Saban got the li- got the license to produce a live action pa- uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show, which they called the Next Mutation, and part of that is the fact that uh, comes from the fact that they introduced a female turtle. Uh,
1: uh, what was her name? Venus. Venus De Milo.
0: Venus De Milo. That's right. Um, to be, because you know, you can't have an old guy team. Because um, you know, got, and plus, you got to have five on the team. Because it's almost like Power Rangers, except you know, reptiles. Um, but yeah, they had that series, and to try to kind of help with the ratings of it, uh, they had a one-episode team-up with Power Rangers, which unfortunately came in the on the fourth episode of this series, which seems kind of mean. Uh, The Power Rangers didn't even have a chance to get, you know, to come together with their new powers and stuff, and already they're having a team up with Turtles. Uh, It it didn't really have much of a bearing on the series as a whole. Um, It just seemed kind of pointless, and I just wasn't a fan of it. Now, like we mentioned, this was one of those series that was tried to bring everything to a head. Uh, By the end of the series... Uh, these Rangers identities were revealed, including Andro's. But we do also get to see Bulk and Skull become as heroic as they've ever been, which is actually kinda cool. Uh, at the end of this near the end of the second episode, they get to a point where an astronomer is calling for the Rangers to reveal themselves and Bulk was led by Bulk and Skull. Wait a second there. Yeah, the second episode of Countdown to Destruction. Oh, okay. That's alright. Um, but led by Balkan Skull, the entire crowd starts shouting that they're Power Rangers, kind of protecting the team. I Spartacus. Yeah, yes, oh, yeah, I am Spartacus. Um, but after a little bit, the actual Rangers show themselves, and in front of God and everybody, they morph and you know shock everyone with who they actually are. That was actually a cool scene. So yeah, that I like it. As far as DVD and VHS rele- releases, um, most of the Psycho Ranger saga it was put on a Power Rangers in Space VHS release, as well as a the one-episode Mission to Secret City, which showed up on, also on a video. I don't know why they could put five episodes on one and only one on the other. Um... As far as DVD, the two-part countdown to destruction was released on the Best of Power Rangers, the Ultimate Rangers DVD set. Uh, well, not really a DVD set. It was just one DVD uh, that collected some of the best episodes of Power Rangers from Mighty Morphin up to Wild Force. Power Rangers in Space was released as a complete season in Europe. And this is also in the same set of um, Zeo to Lost Galaxy or Mighty Morphin to Lost Galaxy that was released through Time Life uh, but is Still hasn't had a single season release yet. So notes for this series. This was the last series to take place in Angel Grove, uh, which makes sense. This was the first season to use an orchestric musical score instead of the usual rock used in the previous seasons, although there were some spots where um, some of the rock music was used. Uh, These rangers met the turtles, which we already mentioned. This was the first series to feature a Power Ranger as a blood relative to a lead villain. Which would be Andros and Astronema. Uh, this would repeat be repeated in Ninja Storm, Mystic Force, and RPM. Uh, this was the first Power Ranger series that would start a trend of adding a non or adding in Sentai equipment for the Rangers. In this case, the the biggest um, example being the Battleizer. Uh, although much of the equipment seen in Mega Ranger was used. The Mega Rangers did have a team power-up that was only used uh, in the, their team-up with, I believe, Car Ranger, uh, which was not brought over to the states. Uh, this is the last season to feature bloopers in the ending credits, which sucks.
1: Yeah, those were. Because those, nice. those
0: were cool. Yeah. And sometimes the Rangers had to be bleeped. It was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> Countdown to Destruction was the first time the Rangers revealed their identities to the public, and prior to the second half of the series, several Mega Ranger monster costumes made their debut in a special hosted by, uh, Ad, uh basically the guy that plays Adam jo- Johnny Young Bosch, uh, a Power Rangers funniest moments, which I've seen, and wasn't as funny as I remembered. Let's see, this is this series also shows uh, how much that they just didn't know how what to do with Bulk and Skull anymore, uh, as. They really didn't even interact with the Rangers much, uh, other than at the very end of the final episode, they spent most of the series looking for aliens.
1: Which is weird, cause they kind of knew about aliens for yeah for year, Yeah, life. for
0: several years, uh, with Professor Phenomenus. Phenomenus. Anyway, do you have any more, anything else you'd like to say about Power Rangers in space?
1: Yeah, um, Justin Nemo, who played uh, the Silver Ranger Zane, he actually was was born and now lives in your neck of the woods right now. Really? Yep, he's in Oklahoma. Poor guy. (laughs) Um, He works for the personal trainer now. Oh, cool.
0: Yeah. Um, He's also a brunette, so no one would recognize
1: him. Yeah, if you've seen Pleasantville, you'd see what he actually looks like.
0: Yes, exactly. Which yeah. actually is sort of similar to how he looks in, in space, just brown hair.
1: Yeah, I think I think just you know wanted the Silver Ranger to be like the uh, I was gonna I was about to say the Abercrombie and model. But that doesn't fit. Uh, more like the <laughs> uh, more, more like the kind of guy you'd see in a surf shop.
0: Yeah, and he did a good job of that. I did. Okay, we're going to wrap things up here. Uh, once again, I want to thank Daoud for coming on to the show to help me discuss Power Rangers. He'll actually be on all the way through to the end of these special series of episodes. Uh, you can find him at the Noob 52 podcast, which is at noob52. or oh, I'm sorry, dot 52com it's also at noob52.libson.com that's n-e-w-b as in boy 52.libson.com and i want to thank you all for listening and next time we're going to, to kick off the post zordon era of power rangers we'll see you then this has been an episode of charlie's geek cast hosted by charlie niemeyer the show's website is www.charliesgeekcast.com where you'll find notes and images for each episode Please feel free to leave a comment there or email the show at charliesgeekcast@gmail.com, at gmail.com and I'll read them on the air. You can also subscribe to the show on iTunes. I also have another show called Superman of the Bronze Age where I cover Superman comics published between 1970 and 1986. You can find that at www.supermanofthebronzeage.com. Charlie's Geekcast Cast is an I don't have a fake company name production. All images and music used are copyrighted to their respective copyright holders. Thank you for listening. And God bless.